You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and today we're going to continue our series on tournament prep. But first, our first segment. List building with Joe. And this week, we've got a bunch of bonus lists. Um, I kind of wanted to go into not so much the weeds of how to load out specific pilots, but some pilots you could choose um, if we were to look at the same points ratios that we've seen in the past. So specifically, this time I'm looking at the 55433 um Makeup. Now you could also do um, five fours. You can do any combination of those, but that's just that that first order combination and what you could do if you wanted to stick with that. Now I'm not going to say that these are the the best lists that are out there, but something that you could look at if you wanted to kind of see if that's the the point values that kind of work for you. I still think that five ships, the magic number for the meta right now, I could be mistaken. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time. But anyway, uh, now that I've given all this preface, let's get into some of the ones that uh, I've come up with. So um, this first one, I think, might have some legs. So this is with Rebel, and you do Finn Rao, Boy Luke, Bodica, Wedge, and Keo. And that fits at 55433. You can also do the same in, um, gosh, I, my brain just not functioning. Republic uh, with Adigala and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the uh, Delta 7s. And then Oddball in the Ark and Contrail in the V-Wing and Kickback, Sock Kickback in the torrent um that empire still following that five five four three three you can do soontier fell grand inquisitor bomber pack tomex captain Faroff, and lieutenant larir i think that one has potentially some legs and then i had to kind of switch up a little bit for resistance and cis um just because of the the points in those factions don't exactly lend to the five five four three three so this one's i did five four 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 three and for cis we have dirge uh volandas general grievous dis t81 sock dis t81 and dgs 047 and then for resistance we do nine numb eloatsi lulu lampar jared Yeager, and kaz um so anyway, that's just some different ideas you can do, and you can all you can pretty much do this with with any faction, uh, any point spread. Uh, find a meta list that you like, and then try to decide if you can build something similar, if it's as good or better than um, the faction that you're looking at. Anyway, that's the idea. Let's head into the next segment. 
AMG Rules Forum. And this week we do have a new question in the Rules Forum, so let's go ahead and get right to that. Uh, the question is in regards to regenerating over half points. OP, recently while playing Chance Encounter, while playing Dirge Separatists, he asked what happened if we regenerated over half points. However, looking through the rules and scenario rules, we couldn't find the answer. What happens when a regenerating upgrade fixes a ship over half points? Answer. Nothing occurs when a ship regenerates to above half health in chance encounter or gets reduced back down below half for a second time. The half points are scored the first time the ship is taken below half health with the remaining points being scored upon destruction. Okay, good to know. Um, but because I, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying looking into the rules reference guide, uh, we're going to continue doing that. And this week we're going to look at replacement effects. And here is the uh, rules on replacement effects. Some abilities are substitutive in nature. They replace how an effect would normally resolve. These abilities use the words would and instead. Replacement effects are not added to the end of the ability queue as they are resolved at the timing of the effect they are replacing. When a replacement effect resolves, it repla the replaced effect is treated as not having occurred. For example, Jen Urso's ability says if a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 would gain a focus token, it gains one evade token instead. If this ability is used, an effect that triggers after a ship gains a focus token cannot trigger. If there are multiple replacement effects that could substitute for the same effect, only one effect can be substituted for the original effect. For example, if a ship is about to gain a focus token <coughs> and has both the ability <coughs> before you would gain a focus token, gain an evade token instead, and the ability before you gain a focus token, gain a calculate token instead, only one of those abilities could be resolved. All right, simple enough. Let's head into our main topic. And now it's time for the main event. All right. And this week, um, wanted to continue the uh, initial tournament prep kind of guidance. And uh, this week, we'll be looking at 10 tips for your first competitive gaming tournament. Um, and this is uh, Cyber Athletics from cyberathletics.com. If I remember, I will post the link in the show notes. If not, um, just hit me up on the Discord and I'll be happy to post it there. Um, I'm going to kind of go over this and then, um, kind of go in just some additional prep that's a little more X-Wing specific. So first, the first step is just, just do it. Um, you could experience what they call FUD, which is fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And let's kind of break down each, each of these. Um, so for fear, if, if you've never done a tournament before, I can, 
I mean, I remember my first tournament, and there's all kinds of um, unknowns and whatnot, and just kind of fear doing that. But the whole the whole premise behind this article is just relax, take a deep breath, and um, just go there to have a good time. To to face that uncertainty, like, is there going to be enough room for my stuff? Is my tournament kit uh, portable enough? All of these things are important, but ultimately it, it doesn't matter. You won't know what you need for the tournament until you go to a couple. I, I will tell you that my tournament kit has uh, evolved over years of going to different tournaments to really kind of get down to a size that I like. Um, and it's going to be different for everyone. And then doubt, that one's a little bit more, um, that one's, it's, it's a little bit more complicated of a topic, but the idea here with doubt is, you got to kind of embrace the the change a little bit. Um, I guarantee you everyone who's gone to their first tournament, whether it was, had that uh, amount of doubt in there. But you can turn that around, and this is where if you build, and I'm going to get a little bit ahead of myself, but if you if you build yourself a good routine... Um, then you can just focus on that and proceed with caution, right? I don't know. I don't know if I'm, read the article. They, they're doing a much better job, um, covering these topics than I am. The second tip that they say is don't make any significant changes. Um, so... I mean, it's it's kind of self-explanatory. Um, if you want to get good at tournaments, you have to go to tournaments. It's just simple as that. But don't make any significant changes. Um, like, don't over-caffeinate yourself. Don't... Um, if, you, if you have a morning routine where you get up every morning and have a bagel then the day of the tournament, get up and have a bagel. If you have a bagel and energy drink, get up and have a bagel and an energy drink. But don't, like, show up to the tournament and have a seven-course meal followed by six energy drinks just because you think that's what you're going to need. Don't don't make any significant changes. Set yourself up for there. We talked about this one Last week, a little bit more in depth, but the third one is set realistic goals. And I said smart goals last week. It's it's the same kind of thing. Um, but be honest with yourself in what you can do. The next one is implement a practice routine. Now, this one is um, kind of a, a little bit more to the point. Um, but if your tournament starts at 8 a.m. in the morning, on mornings that you have time, try to get a game in at 8 a.m. It's it's just, it's the little things like that. 
that'll kind of help get your brain into that routine. The next one is learn how to peek, which for this one, um, it's the idea is that you balance your game time with recovery time. Same thing as if you're working out, right? Don't, don't overexert yourself. Plan ahead is the next one. Um, as best you can, right? Talk to other people who, who have played in these particular tournaments um, and get an idea of what you might need. And don't be afraid to ask weird questions here. Like, um, again, like my my tournament regimen, which I'm going to get into after I, after I get through this, and my tournament kit is um, years, years in development. All right, know the rules. Um, that one's, again, pretty self-explanatory. But um, if they're... If you know what the rules are, you're less likely to be surprised or flustered. All right? So know what they are. Number eight, if you're new, bring a friend. They can help calm your nerves. Um, I love going to tournaments with friends and actually uh, a friend of the cast who you heard several times, Mason Tanner. Um, I love going to tournaments with this guy just because he, he has a different way of, of doing things and it kind of gets me out of my own head. So find a friend that you can go to, uh, to these tournaments with. Number nine, bring snacks and don't get over caffeinated. Um, Right. Uh, again, pretty self-explanatory. One of the things that Mason and I do uh, every time we're going to an out-of-state tournament is we hit up a local grocery store or Walmart or something like that, and we buy water, and we buy um, specific um, protein bars slash energy bars slash nutritional bars um, that we can both have and that we divide up. And that has always played out well for us. And the last step they said is uh, keep calm and have fun. Right, and and that's in the best, and that's the best thing. Like especially the X Wing community is is so friendly. Um, even when you get um, jerks like me uh, who are so focused on the the competitive aspect of it that they forget to have a good time in the middle of it. Um, they're still definitely pretty friendly people. Um, a little bit of self-deprecation there um, goes a long way. But that So that kind of covers that article. And we kind of covered another one last week, but I'm sure it still leaves you wanting. So um, I'm going to talk about my specific tournament prep. Um Mine will usually start a couple weeks and or months out with the selection of a list that I want to practice. Now, I'm breaking that rule for this world, so um, I've got to be a little bit more friendly with myself, is I haven't selected a list yet that I'm going to fly. I think I'm close, but I haven't selected one yet. 
The next thing that I do is I make sure that that, that list is in my kit. That everything I need for it is in my kit. All my dials are correct. All of my cards are correct. All of my obstacles are correct. I have all my tokens. I have all my dice. Everything is all set up, ready to go, weeks in advance. And this goes into the don't change anything um, or don't make any significant changes. Right? If I have that all set up in my kit and ready to go, if life comes at me before I'm getting ready to get on the plane, I know for certain that I can just grab my tournament bag and go because everything's in there because I set it up weeks or months in advance. Now, the one thing that I do normally forget is a water bottle. Um, I've bought lots of extra water bottles because I've forgotten. Um, it's something that I'm getting better at, but bring a water bottle to, to especially X-Wing tournaments. You've got a lot of time. Um, after LVO, I added a new thing to my kit, uh, my TENS unit, because my back just won't let me lean over a table all day. Um, so that's that's another thing that I will be adding to my tournament kit to make sure that I have and ready to go. All right, I've already mentioned um, bringing a friend, linking up with your friends, making sure you have all of your your travel and stuff set up well in advance so everything is good to go. Um, any normal routines. Like, so the day, the the morning, well, hold on, let me, let me back up. The evening before a tournament, uh, we usually always try to get there at least a day before so we don't have to rush around. Uh, we can get checked in nice and easy. Um, all of that kind of just makes sense. Um, we... The, the night before, um, again, don't make any significant changes. If your normal sleep pattern is um, six to eight hours, then aim to get six to eight hours. Um, generally, more sleep will help you, but you don't want to, you know, don't, don't make significant changes based on that. Um, because you're you're going to be nervous. You might give yourself a little extra time to fall asleep because of the nerves and things like that. But um, set, try to keep as close to your normal schedule as possible. The morning of, uh, we'll get up. We'll make sure that our water bottles are good to go. We'll uh, the night before we'll do a double check of all of our gear. Make sure all of that's good to go. Uh, we'll get up and we'll go and have breakfast, and we'll actually have a good solid breakfast. Um, now, this is generally something that's part of both of ours um, normal routine, so it's it's not wildly different. Um, it is a little different, right? Sometimes I eat a little more, sometimes I eat a little less. Um, but it's, it's all in that keeping with no significant changes. And then we'll show up to the tournament, generally try to get there an hour before things kick off so we can get checked in, get everything there, and kind of meet and mingle with everyone that's around. Um, if you have any 
medical devices that you need to bring. Make sure you pack those and are good to go. Like I said, I'll be bringing the TENS unit with me. Uh, in addition, I just got diagnosed earlier this year with sleep apnea. I'm sure I've already talked about it. Well, I finally got a CPAP machine to help me sleep at night. So I will be bringing that along. Um, not to the terminal, obviously. It's just to help me sleep. Um, but these are all things that that you've got to do in advance. And then from there, it's just a matter of getting past your initial nerves. Right? You, you need to give yourself some time to warm up. Um, so maybe you do a game the night before. Maybe you don't. It's not it's not a bad idea to it's not a bad idea to not do that. It just depends on on what you want to do and you know that those realistic goals. Uh, and then and this is probably the most the single thing that I both struggle with the most and and try to um, be the most aware of is when you're coming into these tournaments, be very aware of your self-talk. Um, I'm really, really bad about that. Uh, I'm an internal processor, which means when things go wrong, um, my initial instinct is to go after myself. Um, and I've talked about this before, but a friend... Um, in a completely different field, put it this way, which is, is if you heard someone talking to your best friend the way that you talk to yourself, what would you do? And that's, you know, that's, that's a good position to take. Give yourself a chance to make mistakes. Have a good time. Enjoy the game for what it is, a game. And, um, yeah, sorry, my, I don't remember what the last thing I was going to say, but I think I can pretty much, um, drop all of that into tournament setup. Now, let's go back and talk a little bit about my, my gear. So I've got a, uh, uh, Highbridge, uh, from Etsy. Um, the smaller of the two kits and I managed to get one of the older ones when he actually built the box so that can store all of my it stores all of my templates I've got an extra set of range rulers oh take an extra damage deck with you um, we're, we're so bad about counting our cards but if it comes up and you're short having an extra damage deck on hand is just going to be uh, it's going to save you a lot of, of, of heartache. Make sure that you have all of your tokens, all of your, your original cards for the game. Um, and the thing that I like about that setup is it all fits in this small craft, craft bag that's got, and it's black with pink and white polka dots. I don't really care about that. It's the right size, um, for me. And, it's allows me to set up in such a way that I can break everything down and compact it so I can do travel and then during a tournament I can have everything set up so it's easy for me to pack up and set up 
in uh, a quick fashion. Now that's just me. You might have something else that makes it easier for you to do that. And um, the only way that you're going to find that is by going to tournaments and really seeing what you what you like, what you don't like. Um, for a long time, I was using the larger hybrid um, template trays, and um, I just got an opportunity to shrink my stuff down, and I decided to take it, right? So, um, and I know, I know people that use completely different things. It's, it's really comes down to personal preference and style. Um, but in my little bag, I've got room for snacks. I carry my water bottle outside of that. Um, be aware of the temperature. Like, oh my gosh, that's that's another thing. I can't believe I almost forgot to talk about that. Last year when Mason and I showed up for Worlds, uh, neither one of us were really prepared for Chicago um, coming from Southern California. Uh, so Chicago, and it was... It was typical, you know, early spring weather in Chicago, so a little bit of snow on the ground, cold. Um, yeah, we weren't ready for that. We tried to find gloves, and everyone in Chicago was like, what do you need gloves for? It's not cold out. <laughs> so just be aware of what the weather is, how it's different from your normal area, and um, be prepared to kind of move along with that. Um Gosh, I'm just rambling now. Um, what else? I know I'm I'm missing things. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and just call the episode here. Thank you for being patient. Let's move into our last segment. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for your time. It means a lot to me. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It lets other people know why they should listen and tell your friends. Thank you to our patrons, who without this podcast would not be possible. As you know, I like to end each episode with a question. And this week's question is... What's your best tournament prep advice? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.